Good morning, everybody. We are back after a little hiatus. Uh, episode 71 today. We uh, broke the application that we used to record the podcast on, and it took me all of basically a month to figure it out. And uh, Every single day looking at it, trying to fix it. Yeah, it took that long to figure out that I had to update the app. Oh. <laughs> yep, 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 that was it right there. So GarageBand on my Mac just needed to be updated because I updated my computer and it couldn't figure out why and it frustrated me. So I walked away from it and then today I just Googled, how do I fix this? And said, update the app. And sure enough, here we are. We're back, baby. Um, how's things, Kristen? Oh, you know. They're so, good. so. Yeah, no, they're good. It does sound, now that I hear like that whistle, it's like there's like a soccer game going on somewhere. Yeah. Or a football game. This microphone is just so sensitive that it picks up everything and there's noises that we hear with the headphones on that don't even exist in real life so <laughs> i don't know we can um, hear like dogs now <laughs> yeah right um anyways lots of things have happened since the last episode Kristen went and retook her level two which we were going to talk about on the last episode which is fantastic coaching course yeah. um a lot of value out of that she came back ready to rock with all the coaches and uh Nick, one of our interns, got his level one this past week. So a lot of certifications going on, lots of training going on. Um, Coming towards the end of the year, which we're going to touch on at the end of the episode and how to stay consistent through the holidays because this is always a tough time of year when things get busy and, you know, you go to parties and food and drinks and all that stuff and people often lose sight of their fitness and think that they're just doing it wrong when, you know, sometimes you just got to check the box and get them done. Um, but biggest topic that we want to talk about today is going to be essentially leaving your ego at the door and how you prevent yourself from injuring yourself unnecessarily and how you should approach your training when you come in here and you know everybody deals with aches and pains and stuff that they've had going on for the majority of their life and very rarely does it get communicated to us and it's just it's part of the process and there's a right way to go about it to keep yourself strong and to not only that but that area that might be troublesome to you for however many years i can hear everything going on over there that's wild (laughs) um but that thing that might be troublesome to you for however many years can be worked properly to a point where it doesn't bother you anymore. And people often miss sight of that. And I hate to see it because, you know, your coaches are here as a resource to help do it. And we've dealt with it. We deal with it all the time. And there's a proper way to do it. And, you know, I've been doing CrossFit for who knows how long. And I've only made things better when they've they've come up. And I just approach it with a very open mind and understand that every day doesn't need to be a thousand million percent and I give myself you know a little bit of grace when I'm doing that and modify and do what I need to yeah and then eventually it goes away and that body part gets stronger and I'm done with it and it's strong for the rest of the time I think people want every day to be a competition there's not a million dollars it's not three hundred thousand dollars on the line so it's not let's see if this changes worth pushing through it you know um, it's a training day, which means like you assess how your body's feeling and then you make adjustments for yeah. that day. Yeah, I think people miss the sight of the ultimate goal here and that's to be active and healthy and strong for the rest of your life. And to come in with the mindset that, you know, you got to go ham 
and CrossFit every single day that you walk in here for CrossFit to do what it does is so far from the truth. And you know, the biggest thing that I see when people hurt themselves in here is when they let their ego get the best of them and they don't leave it at the door, which I tell everybody on their way in here, it's like, it doesn't matter where you're at or what you can do in here. You need to modify the workout to something that's your ability. Yeah. Make sure it's pain-free movement and it feels good and you feel like you're flowing through it. And over time, your body will start to adjust and get stronger and you'll be able to turn the dial up a little bit. But you need to stay in that zone of where you're at right now in order to get the best benefit out of it and do it in the healthiest way possible. Uh, we've talked about this was a long time ago though but it's no like one thing that can't help that is knowing the difference between um, if you're just sore or if you're injured yeah. like is it just something that's like bugging you or are you full-on injured um, but what do you consider like what's a good way for you to assess if you are gonna continue with the movement or not for your for yourself like if you're like oh I'm definitely injured other than like an obvious like I definitely broke a bone or like I tore something so assessing whether I'm injured or just hurt? Yes, hurt, that was the word I was looking for, yeah. Um, so first thing that I do is if something's bugging me, I check and see if I have full strength still in that body part. And like, it might hurt, but like, do I have a lack of strength, whether it's my shoulder or my knee or something like that? And that'll usually give me some idea of whether I'm hurt or injured. Because if there's a lack of strength in a body part, it could potentially be something more than just something bugging you or yeah. it could be just something that's aggravated now once i do that and i'm like usually more often than not i'm talking like 99 percent of the time no i'm talking like 100 percent of the time like i'm not injured it's just bugging me and i still have full strength but i don't want to potentially aggravate it more what i'll do at that point is i will find some sort of pain-free range of motion and you know, sometimes it might be a little bit because when you're doing something and you're rehabbing it and you're trying to make it stronger and it's bugging you, sometimes you need to push just a little bit into that zone to start to strengthen it up. Yeah. But usually at the beginning, like if something just starts bugging me, I go pain-free range of motion. That's my biggest thing. And I'll alter the movement, I'll change up the movement, whatever it might be, to make sure that I can still move fluently through the workout yeah. without the pain. And then as it starts to go on, I'll start to push it just a little bit, knowing very well that a little bit of pain is okay because I'm kind of dialing it in and trying to make it stronger. But the other thing that I do is if something is bugging me, I start to do very low intensity accessory style things that are going to activate that part of my body that's hurting mm -hmm. and just get all of those muscles working and starting to strengthen everything up. So for example, like when I started CrossFit, my knee would bug me all the time. And it would come and go, would do it in windows. So like, I'd be fine, I'd be fine, I'd be fine. And then all of a sudden for like two weeks, my, I like couldn't bend my knee. Like going down into a squat was awful. And again, I would limit the range of motion and I would start doing stretching and quad exercises and different things like that to activate the muscle and roll it out. And then it didn't happen right away, but usually over a two week period, it would go away. And it might've happened three, four, maybe five times in the entire time that I've been doing this, but it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Like my knees used to be shit because I never squatted the right way before in my previous life and I had bad ankle mobility. But working on all of that stuff and making sure that I was stretching 
and activating the right muscles and doing these little accessory things to make this go away and stronger for the future, my knees don't bug me anymore, ever, ever. And then the other thing is I was bench pressing one day and I felt a twinge in my shoulder, mm -hmm. like right on the top. And I dealt with that for a while and it was hard to kind of get my arm across me and I still had full strength and I just didn't bench press for a while. I would use dumbbells because it was pain free and it yeah. just felt a little bit better. And I started doing some crossover symmetry and making sure that, you know, I did some presses with a kettlebell upside down and all these different things. My shoulder's fine now. Like it doesn't hurt anymore. But I identified the movements that would bug it in the gym. And I just kind of either severely modified or stayed away from them for a little while while it strengthened itself back up. A lot of stretching and it's yeah. fine. It's fine. It happens. So I guess one way you could say that like, Say we had like today's workout where it's the push press and you're doing some reps and you're like, oh, this hurts my like shoulder. This is bugging me. Um, and a lot of times people will rely on the other arm because mm -hmm. it's a barbell. Like you can kind of get away with that. Um, so one, what you could try is like, all right, we'll do that with two dumbbells. Yeah. And if you can't press that single arm up overhead, like why are you even trying it with the barbell? Because now you're just making it worse. You're compensating and yeah. using the other side more. Yeah. Um, and that's that's lack of strength right there you can yeah. see it if you take two separate objects because the the muscles that you're going to use to press up dumbbells are vastly different in terms of stabilization because mm -hmm. you have two separate objects so if you notice that one is just flying slower than the other modify it like you know that that's happening right now yeah um but if your push press hurt with the barb then you tried it with the dumbbell and it feels better could use that today you're still push pressing yeah and now and, you're pain free and i'll likely take super light dumbbells like yeah. i will take that workout for the push press for example there's two other movements in there the kettlebell swing and the box jump that you know probably won't aggravate the shoulder as much mm -hmm. like maybe kettlebell swing go to the shoulder whatever it might be but that's a lot of hips and i'll just like have the push press be in that workout something that i'm just gonna pick up the bar move for 10 reps and then push myself on the other two and that'll be my workout. And it's like, yeah. I tell people this all the time, is have a specific goal in your workout. Like you don't need to look at all three of those movements and be like, how am I gonna destroy all of these? And it's like, pick one that you know you're gonna turn the dial up a little bit yep. and then have the other two be something that you can come in here and know without a doubt in your mind that you're gonna move through all 10 of those reps, no problem. Yeah. And you know, that's an approach that I tell people all the time and they often, you know, miss the mark on it, but you know, aches and pains are going to happen by nature of what we do. And you know, it's your body kind of telling you, Hey, think about this part of your body right now, because there's probably something that's a little bit weak or a little bit tight. Yeah. And then it gives you the chance to have that, you know, little red flag to start to work on it, to make it bulletproof into the future so that you feel better. But you know, the biggest thing is people will look at that as an injury and not talk to us or they won't look at it, at it as an injury and they won't talk to us and they'll just try to fight through it which is both yeah. awful ways to go about that i feel like the, even if it's something that you feel like isn't that important just having us be aware of it could help you tremendously because we're gonna we look at your movement different than what you do or like you're not looking at yourself obviously you're feeling it but we might be able to catch something that you're not even aware of. I mean, how many times are we having people grab the bar in different spots and they're lopsided with stuff or like they're, they're just not aware. Yeah. 
So of course, like you're not you're not gonna understand. Hey, your elbows one side's really lower than the other. Like, what is that the shoulder that's bugging you? It's like, oh well, you're really tight in your lat or something. That used to that used to happen in my front rack all the time, and I had no idea. I thought I was perfectly even. Yeah. Until I videotaped myself one time doing push jerks. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't realize that my elbow was that far down. And it's like, you don't know. Yeah. Like, there's no mirrors in here. We don't have that shit in here. Right. Well, like, you know, if you're trusting in the coach that's on the floor and they tell you that, and like, you know, sometimes a lower elbow is not a bigger, like a big deal right. in the front rack. But like, if you come up to us and you say, hey, my shoulder's kind of bugging me, and then we see that elbow is lower okay, now we can do our job a little bit better and get you a much better workout for that day. It either, it either helps with the conversation or from our end, it can start it because just checking in. And I feel like, I don't know how much, I, w- I don't know how coaches do that, do it if, or if coaches do this outside of here, but the more we watch people, the more we start to go like, I don't know if you've ever done this where you can tell if someone's squatting differently than what they normally are or mm. they're holding a bar differently. Oh, yeah. Just moving differently or they're making different facial expressions than they normally do. Um, so you can tell if people are like haven't slept. You can tell if people are like tight in their ankles or all these things just based off of us constantly seeing them where we could probably tell you what you're feeling and you won't even realize it. Yeah. Or you're like, oh, I really like, hey, did you eat anything this morning? Like, no, I really didn't. Oh, well, that's why your workout felt like crap. Like, you just looked different today. Yeah. Or, like, you can tell when someone just got back from traveling. Even if you didn't ask them, you can just tell by their demeanor. Like, somebody this morning, just they're walking around, didn't really have much expression on their face, not a normal way for them to, like, walk around. And you just knew it. And then the next thing they know, oh, yeah, I just got back from traveling. You're, like, in my head. I'm, like, well, um, that clicked 100%. Um, so, I mean, I think we well we're essentially the mirrors like we can tell but we also shouldn't have to rely on that skill because especially if you're a learning coach like that can take time but um be open with us have some communication we're not gonna just rip a barbell out of your hands but it's we will i mean if it's something that's really bad obviously like we're gonna strongly suggest something or really try and talk you to like hey we don't want you injured this is one workout maybe tomorrow we can get it back in there but let's get it some rest um we're not bad guys we're not trying to like ruin your day this should be your best part of your day or the start of your best day but like we're on your side and we want you to still be able to come in here and not you know let something that happens in here affect outside of here my, my favorite thing to do is when someone thinks they're being so sneaky in the workout and they're like doing it doing it doing it and then i go over to them and i go what's wrong with your shoulder what, yeah. what? how'd you know that <laughs> no don't worry about it what's wrong with it something's going on or like hey what's yeah. wrong with your knee what, what, what are you talking about i go yeah. uh, you can't look me in the face and say that there's no. nothing going on. There was so a tell one me what's up. blatant tell that they, somebody definitely does, and you're yep. just like, oh, well. Yep. You aren't yeah. moving like you normally do. Um, but, like, I, I hate the fact that, you know, when people think, because what we do in here is hard, right? The workouts are hard. When somebody comes in here and thinks that if they don't go hard that day, they're losing on progress, I, I'll tell you right now, progress isn't made in one day, right? Right. T- today, for not going hard if you come into class, you are not missing something that everybody else is gaining. The fact that you're here and you're moving is vastly more beneficial to the whole big picture 
than it is by coming in and going hard. Yeah. And it's like, I wish people would like watch what I do on the most part because 99% of the time I'm modifying and going sub-maximal. Like every now and then when I'm feeling good and I'm like, all right, this one is going to be a push. That's when I'll do it. But like most of the time I'm assessing how my body is feeling when I'm walking in for the day. I'm seeing how tired I am. How did I get sleep last night? And then I'm going to look at the workout and be like, all right, today I'm going to do this. I'm going to get my workout in. I'm going to check the box. Not going to go 110%, but I'm going to check the box off for the day and continue on that consistency road. And it's like, I'm totally fine with that. And when I ditched the fact that, you know, I don't really give a shit about my score for that day, it started to make more sense. And it's like, yeah, I still push myself. Yeah, I like to do better. I like to see it. But you know what? I'm still getting better. I'm still PRing things. I'm still moving faster over time. But I'm still assessing myself when I come in and making sure that I'm giving myself what I need for that day. Yeah, and I feel like, so I don't know if I necessarily agree with it on my side where maybe I just look at it differently where I might, I feel like you can give 110% every day of whatever your 100% is. That's a, yes, that's a good way to look at it. Because like, there's a difference between I could do this workout at 55 pounds or I could do it at 80 pounds, whatever the RX is is for the day. And yeah, they're going to be a little bit different, but I'm still giving like my 100% effort on both or maybe I'm not explaining it correctly, but no, like, I think that's what I was getting at. Okay. Because but, I want people to go hard. Like that's, in, you're yeah. going to grow with the intensity that you're giving. But I think there's a difference between, I think intensity comes with, it's tough to kind of analyze that, right? Like you're, if I did, if you, if someone went 110%, whatever they deem that is, I feel like it might depend on the person and what their goals are and what, how they view this. But Maybe they did 80% today, but they had to break up the push press or 80 pounds today. And they broke up the push press in two sets of five. Um, and they had to drop the kettlebell weight or like they did fives on the kettlebell and then they could do the box jumps unbroken. Like they are still going hard and they were still able to like hit the stimulus or if they, but they were moving well. So, I mean, it's, I feel like it's, it's, it's I don't want people half-assing anything, yeah, basically. It's the idea that, that your your 100% is different day to day Yes. when yeah. you come in here. Mm-hmm. So like when I explain what I did and you know I modified and, and do whatever, I guess a better way to look at it is when I come in and I assess my body and I assess how you know I slept or what I ate or how I'm feeling, I look and see what my 100% or what, how can I set up this workout to be able to do my 100% for today? There you go. Yeah, I like that. And then I'll come in and I'll get a really good workout. And like that's going to look different every day because some days when I'm feeling really good and like I don't know what it is, like, you know, I got a good night's sleep, I'm ready to rock, like I'm happy, I'm having Mm -hmm. fun. My 100% is going to look vastly different than 100% where, you know, I coached the 545 and three classes after that and I'm just trying to get my workout in before a meeting that I have at 3.30 or something that I got to be on a call. Yeah. Like those 200% are different, but I'm still getting a hard workout in. Like I'm yeah. still sweating. I'm still laying on the floor after, but it's going to look totally different day to day. Um, and I think that's a very important thing to understand is that, it, you know, sometimes you'll see it. People will come in and they will go half speed. And I was like, okay, 
but you still want to get some form of intensity. Like even if you yeah. have a 15 pound bar and you're blasting that thing out, like I want you pushing yourself out of that comfort zone. It's just going to look a little bit different today. Yeah. If you're, if you could make the half speed turn to full speed by dropping the weight down. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything feels good. You know, you're assessing your body, whatever twinge that you had, you know, you're not really feeling it with that lighter weight. And then it allows you to kick it up a notch and get a really good workout in today. But then it's like, sorry, I don't want to, it, but if you're doing like singles on a movement or you have to break something up, like you're still giving, it's, there's just so many different variations, I guess, of like that intensity. I know we've talked about that too, where intensity doesn't mean I'm broken. Yeah. It, it's like you can do singles. I mean, you watch the games athletes and you watch that rogue invitational where they did double unders and then they were doing singles with a barbell. Yeah. But you're like, oh, I could do that. They're doing singles. And then you're like, oh, they did it in four and a half minutes. Like yeah. how they make it look insanely easy when like, oh, why didn't they do touch and go? Like they would have, they probably could have, but it might've ruined for the, like the later rounds. Like there's strategy behind that. But yeah. I mean, there's, I think it, it's not only does it depend on like how you're feeling, but I think it depends on the workout itself too. So like something today, like we ask for stuff, you should be able to go unbroken for everything. But if it was say tomorrow's workout where mm -hmm. we have like hang squat snatches, you're not expected to go unbroken on, on the, all of those sets. So it's, it's finding whatever you can give for that weight or hitting the stimulus or as close to it, or maybe you're pushing yourself with like a different focus. So you might be a little outside of that realm, but but they look good. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, one, when you walk into the gym, assess how you're feeling. That's step one. Yes. Because then you get you know, immediate feedback on you know, where you're at for that day. Then build out your workout, and then by the end of that workout, you should be sitting on the floor, and you should be able to ask yourself, did I give it everything that I had today with what I did? Yeah. And you should be able to answer that yes. And the next question is, do I feel good? Did I feel good through it? And you should also be able to answer that yes. Mm -hmm. And if you like do all three of those things, you are gonna get the exact workout that you need every single day. Yeah. Um, and again, like, you know, I see it all the time too. My favorite person walking into the gym is the person that has no experience in this because you're starting with a very clean slate and you're able to come and mold them and show them how to approach these different things. When you have somebody that's either been in fitness for a while or they're an athlete or they're already pretty fit, maybe in some other realm, I think this is where you start to see the push that shouldn't be pushed. And it's like, what you gotta understand is a lot of the stuff that we do involves muscles and range of motion, and mobility that you've never used before. So maybe in whatever you did previously, you had the strength built up over time to be able to execute that and do that no problem. But now you come into the CrossFit gym, we have gymnastics movements and weightlifting movements and stuff that you've never done before. And you don't have the basic strength and musculature to be able to do that at a higher intensity. That's often where you see like people like that that have you know previous experience in fitness, they'll try to push it because yeah. that's just always what they've done. And then they can't figure out why things are hurting. And it's like, listen, this is a process that's going to rock your world like you've never been rocked before. And it's going to humble you and you're gonna feel like you suck some days and like that's all part of it. But that simple process allows us to grow as people and be okay yeah. with not being 100% good. And then all of a sudden over time you start to get better and you appreciate those small wins and the progress that you've made.
Yeah, I think the older you are when you start something like this, it can be harder for the simple fact that's like, when was the last time that you put yourself out of your comfort zone? I feel like we're creatures of habit and we don't challenge ourselves. So it's more frustrating, even if you had the ability to do something or like, we obviously we want to slow you down to get you doing it right. But it's like, you want me to slow down? Like I've been doing the same thing every day. And then it's frustrating when you're getting somebody to learn how to just do a simple ring row. And you're like, well, I, I'm doing it. I'm like, well, no, you're not doing it correctly. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's like, take a step back. We're going to make this look good. And to take someone that's been doing the same thing for so many years and then to make them slow down and do something that they're not used to, it, it's, it can be frustrating. Yeah. But it's like that first year of CrossFit is the most important thing that anybody could move through. Because, and that's why I think we're so good with newer athletes here especially people that have never worked out before is because we teach them yeah really well aim to move as good as you possibly can yeah. be patient yeah and like i say this all the time there is nowhere left in this world in society that openly sets you up for failure and thinks of it as a good thing and like i feel like when people get to a certain age, they don't want to learn new things and they don't want to fail things. They have a fear yeah. of failure when they get to a certain age. It's like, okay, you graduated college, you got a job, you've worked your way up the ladder, you have a family, you have a house, all that stuff. It's like, oh, I made it, cool. And then it's like, well, I've, I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna fail anything anymore because it's going to reflect on me poorly. And then you come into the CrossFit gym and all of a sudden you get a movement one day that you fail. And it's like, well, nobody else is failing. It's like, but it's okay. Like, you don't know what their journey is. Yeah, like, all different. You failing right there is actually the best thing possible because you're getting better. Yeah. Now, in that light, when you hit the failure point to continue to try to do something with suboptimal movement is like the worst thing that you can do. Step back, take a rest, and focus on doing something really well, even under fatigue, even under failure, and that's what's gonna benefit you for the long run. And like something that I see, it was like last week, I think, where we had the, um, the incline rows on the barbell. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people didn't realize like how hard those things actually are. Mm -hmm. They would get six, seven, eight reps in, and then all of a sudden, their chest stopped touching, and they were only pulling to halfway, and they're yeah. like, oh, but that's still a row, and I go, eh. Not really. Like, to, to shorten your range of motion to make something easier to say that you got it done is that exact point. It's you're afraid to fail at something. You're afraid to put yourself in a vulnerable position where it's like, no, do five. And if you start to not touch your chest to that bar, step back for five or 10 seconds and yeah. then go back into it. And if you get one more rep and then fail again, cool. That's exactly what I want to see because you are still holding the standard of the movement, you're working the muscles in the entire range that we're expecting. Yep. And you're getting better for that day. Yeah. But people miss that all the time. I see it on squats, I see it on rows, I see it on pull-ups, pull-ups, oh, yeah. pull-ups, pull-ups. It's yeah. like, let me pull my head two inches higher than it is right now and do a pull-up in a workout. No, you're not getting jack shit done. No. Like, change it so that you're getting the full range of motion and you're yeah, actually Yeah, they start benefiting. to keep their arms bent at the bottom. Like, yeah. You, it, there's, when, so if somebody's trying, if their goal is to get a kipping pull-up and their strict pull-up has a bent arm at the bottom of it, mm -hmm. 
that's going to be impossible to do a kipping pull-up like that. There, yeah. You're not, if you don't train the full range of motion on a strict pull-up, you're not going to get kipping pull-ups because you can't kip a pull-up with bent arms at the bottom. Yeah. And you're just, you're using momentum as a crutch instead of actually having the strength to do it. And yeah. kipping is another thing. And that's why I mostly start people on the ground with the kip swing, especially if you've never done fitness before and very small swings, because it may seem easy and you may pick it up pretty quickly. But moving your shoulders like that in a kip swing and then trying to take power and momentum out of it, yeah, you have to build up your shoulders and your upper body to be able to do that at volume. So like to look at those things and be like, oh, well, I can do that and I'm just going to swing myself up to this position and call it good mm-hmm. is, is not the right approach to that. And that's why we put you know, the kip swings in our onboarding. That's why we have people... Do kip swings in a warm-up. Keep your feet on the ground. Start to build it slowly. Start to get some weight into that swing so that you're building that up slowly but surely over time so that when the day comes where you do have a pull-up and you want to get higher volume in a shorter amount of time, yeah, it's a great tool. But it's not to be a crutch for a pull-up that you don't have yet or a toes-to-bar that you don't have yet. I feel like as a whole, people aren't aware of much. That's a good point. Like, they're not (laughs) aware of, like, are you a mouth breather? Do you nose breathe? Like, they're just not aware of that type of stuff. They're not aware of where their muscles are. They're not aware of how to flex them. They're not aware of what it looks like to keep their chest up. They're not aware of, like, what tired feels like. They're not aware of um, what, like, they're just not aware. They don't understand what anything is in general. And it's... It's tough to teach that. I mean, it's doable. Clearly, we do it every day, but um, it's a process. And the best thing that I could tell someone is just to be more observant with yourself and be like, oh, am I breathing when I do this? Like, am I, are my heels staying down? Like, can I feel this flex? Like, is my butt actually flexing? Or can I feel my hamstrings? Or, um, Little, I think people just coming in and being just, again, more like poke muscles on your body and see if you can flex them. Like little things like that can make such a big difference. Um, do you mouth breathe? People constantly are breathing with their mouth open. It's like nasal breathing is so much better for you in a workout. That's different. But mm. people just aren't aware of what they're doing. Yeah. And they're kind of just not, they're not even really in the present. They're just kind of out in la la land. Yeah. Um, which is nice, like, not nice, but, like, we're here to kind of direct you, which is good. You can par- turn that part of your brain off. But it still helps to just be aware of, like, what does your body feel like today? Or am I mentally fatigued? Am I sore anywhere? Um, again, those check-ins. that Or, like, what is pain on me? Where do I, like, what does pain feel like for me? What does injured feel like for me? What does hurt feel like for me? I think the more that people can differentiate those within themselves, because I have a lot of shoulder pain, but I know when I need to dial it back or not. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the more that people can, because otherwise, like, we're just going to, like, hands down, we shouldn't be doing that movement. If you're feeling pain and you don't know if this is, like, something that's normal for you, if this is brand new, does it go away when you work out? Does it make it worse when you work out? Does it... um, make it worse after you work out little things like that are so important that in terms of conversations with us but just knowing who you are as an athlete you're like i can't i mean i could tell someone kind of who they are but i can't get in your brain right um so i mean just being more aware of like you yourself i think can be yeah so beneficial and someone that does this really good that i've seen recently is uh 
Jeff Hooten. So mm-hmm. whenever we had that 800 meter run day, right, his knee started bugging him. And I asked him, I go, when's the last time you ran? And he was like, well, when we did the mile, I go, no, 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 before that mile. And he goes, shit, 20 years? And I go, okay. Yeah. So when you start running and all of a sudden your joints aren't used to it, right, you're putting stress that you've never put on your body before, things might act up. Like, yeah. that's normal. But the first thing that he did was he came in and he told me. And I go, okay, cool. Let's modify to a pain-free range of motion. I'm still going to have you push today but we're gonna get you in a position where you're not gonna aggravate your knee even more or maybe alter your movement. And I've had him in class two or three times and at no point was he doing a workout that was less intense than anybody else. But he's come up to me after and he goes, it feels so much better after the workout. And I go, yeah, because your body's warming up, you're getting some blood flow, you're moving. And especially prioritizing that pain-free range of motion and assessing before you come in. And he goes, it really hurts. like." when I go home or when I'm sitting at my desk all day, I go, yeah, because you're not moving, right? Yeah. And the biggest thing is I dealt with that too. So I have an understanding of where he's at with that. Mm-hmm. Very similar to um, you know, my knees when I was squatting and whatnot. And I go, it's gonna take some time. It's not gonna go right away. But the more that you work on this and the more that you start to let it heal and stretch and make sure that you're strengthening the right parts, at some point, it's going to stop hurting because that part of your body is going to be strong enough to handle it. Yeah, when you take someone that constantly squats knees forward and then you teach them to squat with their hips back or, mm-hmm. like, knees forward but, hip, like, more balanced, right. like, use your hamstrings, find your butt. Um, yeah, that's not going to feel great on your body, but we're also not going to force you to go straight into a below parallel position if you can't yet. Right. But it's you're probably going to feel achy at, for, at like, the, you know, a couple – or like after your workouts, because again, it's a position your body is not used to, but it's a proper position. So it's just, again, the pain, pain on a different side where that's normal because we're strengthening a muscle in, a, in its proper range of motion. Yeah, you're not gonna hurt yourself if you're doing things properly. Right. You know, you might get achy, that's for sure, but things are just getting used to that. And you know, you're building yourself up for the future so that those aches don't happen anymore. But when you alter the way that you move to a poorer position, just because it might feel better in the moment, yeah. that's when you start compensating and start to get, you know, shit arising. Um, yeah. And, you know, back to what you said for awareness, I'm kind of the king of obscure comparisons. Um, so think of it this way. When you said that, I thought of this. It's like you think of like a stunt double in a movie, right? Mm. Any normal person can throw themselves off the side of a building. Right, but when you have somebody that knows how to do it properly and they're aware of their body, they can jump off the side of the building and fall properly and not hurt themselves, right? If you take myself and say, hey, go jump off the side of that building just like that stunt double just did, I'm probably gonna hurt myself because that is, (laughs) you know, you're putting yourself in a position you're not aware of your body, you don't know how to do things properly, you're going to be asking your body something more than it can provide to you. Whereas if you take the time and understand how to do things properly, and you know, I'm sure if someone launches themselves off the side of the building and they still know how to fall the right way, it's still probably gonna hurt to a point, but they're not gonna injure themselves. Right. They're gonna be all right. Yeah. And it's the same thing as being aware in here and understanding that if you do things properly, you are putting yourself in a much more sustainable position for longevity to do this forever. Yeah. And you know what, I'm gonna use myself as a data point as I continue to go because I'm going to do this thing forever and you know when I'm 60 70 years old 
and I'm not injured and I'm still doing CrossFit every day, what more proof do you want? Because I make sure that I take the time to do things the proper way and assess my body every single day and take the right route instead of killing myself. Yeah. And I'll show you when I'm 70 years old and I'm still doing it, you know, that's when you're it. 70, I'll be 80, well, probably-ish, and I'll be still coaching here to you know, get ready. <laughs> you know what I said the other day? I, I gave people, like, a quick lesson at the end of class on, like, longevity, and I was like, just wait, like, 30 or 40 years. This is going to be the most badass gym in the area. Yeah. Because we're all going to be, like, slick gray and, like, wrinkly, but still throwing well, down. Well, that guy that works out at Invictus, he's got the, like, silver fox guy. I, I don't know that. his he's, name. He's my idol. Like, that's who I want to be. Yeah. He's, like, in his 60s, I think. Really? Oh, that's and so cool. he's shredded. He's got this silver fox ponytail with the beard, and he just... I may not be shredded, but I'll definitely have the gray, the gray hair. <laughs> I'll take it if I can do all that stuff. Hell yeah. But, like, that's somebody, like, and I follow him, and he prioritizes his mobility every single day because he knows it's going to allow him to continue to do the things that he loves to do to keep his body healthy. That dude is a steel company owner. Oh, wow. So he can climb up the side of a freaking steel beam. No problem. Yeah. He's an elk hunter, backcountry, out west doing that shit and he's a crossfitter at the crossfit games yeah like he is all around like he doesn't let anything stop him and that's just years of doing things the proper way and building up that ability to be unbreakable at that point um and i think it's super important to recognize um so what would you say three things to leave people with from that whole message um self-assess or hold on learn to Mm self-assess self-assess leave your ego at the door and talk to us yes that too four talk to us yeah this is um we're playing the long game in here we're not playing the short game we're not playing the results from one workout we're playing the results from a multitude of workouts put together in a very thought out pattern to sustain our ability to do things for the long run and you might not notice it right now but like your everyday life gets easier you can pick things up i I think cat just posted something last night oh yeah i saw that she lifted the back of a motorcycle that's like 200 pounds that's so cool and it's like something as small as that you don't notice it until you do it and you're like oh like this is what i trained for because god knows how hard that task might have been if you don't have the ability to do that yeah but you have the ability to do it, the confidence to do it, and you're just like, nah, let me just lift this back tire and stand it up. <laughs> like, that makes your life significantly freaking easier. Um, so, yes, learn to self-assess, self-assess, communicate with us, mm-hmm. and play the long game. Every day that you come in here and you give your 100% effort for that day, regardless of what it looks like, you are benefiting yourself for the future and you're getting exactly what we want out of this. Um, one last thing that I want to touch on. It is the holiday season coming up. Today is the first day of November. And it's always a tricky time of year, right? We have a lot of parties. We have a lot of stuff going on. There's food and pies thrown everywhere. And this is often where people lose their motivation and focus and discipline. And they just throw it out the window almost. And I want to leave this message with you. And it's very similar to the message that we've had this whole time. Not every day is a day to get 
way better, right? Some days it's more beneficial to just keep your routine and get in here and do something. 1%. Then nothing, yeah, 1%. Then do nothing at all. So as we start to go into this holiday season, don't think that you're losing everything. Don't think that you've taken a step back. Don't throw your fitness out the window. Even if you come in here and you ride the bike for 10 minutes and stretch a little bit and be like, hey, I gotta get out of here. I am more happy at the fact that you came in here, you did something, and then you continued on with whatever you had going on. Like that is gonna be vastly beneficial to the long run. And getting yourself set up with the new year where everybody's trying to start their fitness journey and you know make a change in their life, you've already been doing it. Yeah. You've already been doing it through the whole time, even if it looked a little bit different and you got a half a percent better for that day and just got something done, you are going to keep the hard work that you've put in thus far in the wheelhouse so that when things start to slow down a bit, you're ready to rock again. I think we could do like a whole episode soon on yeah. like some good tips for just navigating. I think that'll be our next episode for yeah, sure. I like it. Yeah. So learn to self-assess, self-assess, leave your freaking ego at the door. All right. Nobody cares that you failed a rep. We're going to still give you a fist bump. We actually encourage it. We love it. We know that you're working hard and take care of yourself understand your body and play the long game. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. We're fighting for a better life at 60, 70, 80 years old rather than today. Mic drop. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We will be back at it now that everything is back online. And uh, our next episode, we'll get into navigating the holidays, making sure that we continue to stay healthy and fit and not lose progress. And, uh, Get ready for a kick-ass 2024. Woo. All right, everybody. See you. See you.